I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. With me today, one of the guests of the last three episodes, which were hosted by Josh. He did a great job with his guest, Eric. And the other guest, who's joining me now, was Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hey. And this week, the episodes that you covered... I mean, first off, we got the tail end of the the clutch-buying scene, which, yeah. you know, um, was an epic that covered, I think, four minutes... <laughs> Took them that long. A visit to the to the Callahan family hardware store, and obviously the the meeting with Ali. But more importantly, you got to meet the infamous Jason Zimmer and his his cohort of skate punks uh, who were, were going around town gleaming the cube and generally getting up to mischief, much to the the, the chagrin of Ali. And then obviously after that, <laughs> Noah fixed the garage door while Kevin's mother humiliated him without his knowledge by telling a story about a time when he peed his pants. And then we had quite a lot of, I think, the start of the romance that will encapsulate the next kind of 20 to 30 minutes before it goes sour, uh, which consisted mostly of J-Lo staring out the window. Uh, first, firstly at a Shinto gate, but then also at Noah. So, uh, Jordan, what were your thoughts on these minutes that you covered? Let's start with the hardware store and and the bullies. Like we we said, uh, the first couple of minutes of these things are just so like they do everything so quickly that pack the information into your brain that maybe sometimes you don't register it until you actually like take a moment and step back and like, oh yeah, they did set that up or something. Because I mean. Like like we met like we were talking about like how the quickest way to know that they're bullies and not bad kids is that one of them's just grabbing stuff and shoplifting off the top of the uh off the top of the counter and, and just shoving him around and making jokes. I mean it's just rather quick how how in a matter of seconds you already know that these are bad kids and they're jerks and, and bullies. And, yeah. <laughs> and then and of course then J J Lo like <laughs> then gives us the story uh, that explains the the nickname that that they were calling him, and I think you I think you said it with Josh and, and Eric. It is terrible parenting to tell this, <laughs> this this stranger this terrible story. I think if Kevin was there, he would he like. Uh, and a uh, funny thing is, within these first few minutes where we've met Noah, Kevin has kind of gazed on, amazed at Noah. You know, like no, he knew it was the clutch. You know, he 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 was confident enough to tell him to, you know, just go and talk to Ali. Like in these first like couple of minutes that Kevin's been with with Noah, he's he's sort of starting to already idolize him a little bit. Um, so I don't think Kevin would really want Noah to know that story. Oh, no, just a horrible, embarrassing moment, just completely uh, told to you, especially by his mother too. That's that's the worst part. It's like. It's like almost like her. She brought out like a book of baby pictures and just started showing them all. Like here's, <laughs> it's like here, yeah. here he is when he was like sm small and 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 just. 
Oh, uh, it's 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 almost like a sitcom thing, you know. It's funny because I think like Kevin may not like if Noah had asked for an explanation of that nickname, I think Kevin wouldn't have minded telling the story himself if he could paint it in a certain light. But JLo's just like, yeah. oh no, he had a seizure, repeat himself, everyone calls him the Wiz. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And even the look on Noah's face is like, uh, alright, you know, like, whatever. Um, and that same look is on his face when she's like, Jason Zimmer. And he, like, he doesn't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, alright, yeah, I guess it was Jason Zimmer. Like, yeah, and I did mention that too. I just love how she says the name like he ex- expecting him to know who who that is, the person who just moved in. Here's a question, which is this. Do you think that Noah has visited this town before or maybe he's, you know, grown up with his great uncle and visited for summers or it doesn't seem like he does it like he's a complete stranger to town. Um, you know, hmm. he knows where the hardware, the hardware store is. You know, he knows where stuff is inside that hardware store. It suggests that like if he hasn't been there recently, you know, he may that that you know, that that hardware hmm. store looks like it's been there for a good number of years. You know, maybe he already knows Ali before like there are events later on in the film that suggest they know each other a lot like a lot more than say a customer and a and a, a girl behind a counter would know each other um yeah so like what i'm asking is do you think noah has like how how much time has noah spent in this this small town well uh gee you know i actually didn't think of that but uh let's see i think he, what did uh his his uncle mentioned that he moved in last week or something like he he said some time frame or yeah, so yeah, yeah. When he so, so we him, like, know he's there. Yeah, it's, it's like when when he sees like J Lo and stuff. That isn't the first day that he's been in town. Um, like he hasn't yeah, just so... been there t- twenty minutes, and he's just noticed J Lo and he's making like I, I get the feeling that he's been there at least a couple of days, um, like to to get moved in with his uncle or great uncle, should I say? Um, but also, I, I, it seems there seems to be a suggestion that he's close to his great uncle, as as you see when he puts him to bed, in a slightly odd scene. But you yeah, know, so this suggests a certain intimacy. So I don't think this is the first time that he's visited this town. Yeah, but but then again, uh, unless he knew the people like or was friends with them already, he probably like how would he know that this this kid's name, this bully's name. You know, like if he if he had been around and he knew who he was, he probably would have mentioned that it was Jason, or instead of explaining some like this kid and and vague terms or vague terms that he didn't know of. You don't know that like, Garrett might have only been successful in the last kind of two or three years, and they might have only moved into town um, like two or three years ago. So it's possible that Noah could have lived there before and then like moved back with his parents and then when the 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 accident happened to his parents um you know like he, he that could be one of the reasons why he's moving in with his great uncle yeah but to me it, do, it like i just thinking about it it doesn't suggest that he's only just moved into town like that day yeah it's he's, he's been there a few days and I, I only i only think about that because later on in the film uh, obviously once uh, claire and noah get intimate he already has cameras all around the place to take pictures <laughs> of them so like to yeah me, to me it suggests that, it, that like maybe it wasn't a, like Given given where their windows are, it, to me, I think maybe he might have spied on Claire a couple of times before he 
he kind of goes up and makes this introduction. Yeah, and see, this actually kind of goes back to, um, I forget if it was Eric or Josh that mentioned, like, how he might actually be, like, more of a mastermind than we thought. Like, he might have seen uh, J.O.'s character, uh, Claire, like, on a couple of times he's visited before, and, and he's, like, immediately, like, decided, like, I'm going to, you know, get with her and start these elaborate plans, and this is all just coming to fruition after months and months of planning. You yeah, know, it, could, yeah. It could I mean, easily I, be that. I mean, I did discuss this a little last week with Matt. Yeah, like there are certain points in this film where you think to yourself, he must have planned some of this ahead. Uh, and I and think then, that that like introduction with the garage door to me that doesn't seem like he was just walking past and he runs up and he grabs the garage door. That seems to me like he was waiting for a moment. And maybe, like, you know, he saw it and he was like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is my chance. Like, he heard the garage door struggling and then he just quickly, like, kind of, you know, jumped over the bush and uh, and went and, like, helped out. Um, but, yeah, yeah like, and... at, the, at the start here, this introduction, like, of him, it feels to me like he's been there a, like a little while at least, a couple of days maybe, and that he's not a stranger to the, to the place. Yeah. And... You know, and like you said, like it—it it seems like he has had set up like a bunch of stuff, and and seems to be working on some kind of plan up until a point. And just, I guess, I guess you could say that he—he he was inflexible in imagining if it didn't go where what he thought it would go. Like as soon as the plan doesn't go as as he is, it's just when it really starts falling apart. Which happens pretty I, quickly, like literally yeah. the morning after. Jayla regrets it all, and, <laughs> and things start falling apart almost instantly for him. When you were on the podcast, you mentioned that you hadn't actually seen the rest of the film. I understand you have now. Um, yeah. What? Did you, what did, <laughs> I mean, did you enjoy the film? Did you like? Did it go where you thought it was going to go? Um, like, I was like watching it, and and it's still it still just seems like it spiraled out of control. Um, it kind of, it kind of, after a while, it kind of made, actually, I started feeling like, you know, terrible that this, this was going on. Not, not for no, you know, no or anything, just that this was happening and not, and like no one, like, you know, the police weren't involved until the, till the very end. And, and, you know, like all this stuff is going on and some of it could have just been prevented. And it's just, uh, it just makes you feel like it's, like, why did they follow these, tr like, these tropes and stuff like that so, like, didn't even, you know, do small nods to that they were trying to fix things like that? I mean, like, I know for a movie or something like that, there you have to have some uh, suspension of disbelief and, and, and remove from normal conventions and logic, but some of it just seemed so, so far-fetched to what, what normal people would be doing that it just... It just seemed like you were kind of watch, watching some kind of weird parody or farce, and and then and then the you know during the ending with where a lot of that's I, I don't want to give spoilers or anything, but where a lot of basically just the lines and things happening are just so off the wall. Like at some point, like they kind of just like gave up trying to be serious at all, and. And while it does make it funny, it still kind of feels, you know, like it's only like a little too late, too too much, or too little, too late, I guess, at, the, at that point. The point, I think, where it goes kind of off the rails totally, he sees Garrett go into the house, he sees the car still there, like, the next morning, 
And then he gets really angry. And, you know, and from that moment on, then we get the escalation with like the photocopying and the spray paint in the toilets for the, you know, and then he like steals Ali away from Kevin, like in full view of JLo, knowing that she can see him through the window. Like he, he, like at that point, everything seems to just be done to kind of torture the Petersons. The thing he does with Jason, like to come to, to uh, Kevin's rescue was, was that after that escalation or before though? That's, that's, that is just before. I think just before just, no i think it's just after i think it's it's meant oh. to be the same day it's meant to okay. be the same day that he takes him into school that morning and then it's about three minutes later in the film that yeah that he he gets into uh, he gets into this altercation with jason zimmer uh and i think the funny thing is his jason zimmer obviously is backed up by his his skate punks and as as soon as noah like makes it clear that jason zimmer I, I assume Jason Zimmer has been getting along on some kind of rep for the last, like, ten years. Like, because <laughs> he, he so. seems so weedy. And I don't know why this kid is a, like, is, is a bully. Because he doesn't seem to actually have any power over anyone. Other than a really archaic reference to Turner Classic Movies. Um, <laughs> and, and literally right after that moment, that's when Noah comes to the rescue. And the bullies... Um, Who, uh, Chad and Forrest, actually, they're... <laughs> I checked in, in in the in the uh, credits. They they aren't given last names. They're just Chad the Chad. bully and Force the bully. <laughs> they they don't even get a Zimmer. Um, no, they just yeah. They they literally like they hightail so quickly. <laughs> the second that Noah's foot comes flying to frame and, and and takes Jason Zimmer out, both of them turn tail and they are. I mean, it would have been funnier if they'd have thrown their skateboards down and just skated away. Um, but as it is, they just run off into the distance, um, and I get like I guess that's kind of like the real moment where things escalate, where Jason Zimmer gets beaten to death. I'm going to assume, um, despite Vicky trying to reassure us that he lives through that. I mean, actually, yeah, one of the and I mentioned I, I looked at some of the the cutscenes on the 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 deleted scenes that came with the copy I had, uh, and one of them kind of just offhandedly mentions that yeah, he did he is going to be okay, and. I'm, that I and I'm guessing that that they only had to reiterate it because even in the movie when they just say it once, it doesn't feel like that's enough. Like what yeah, happens I to think, him? You I don't. Vicky very quickly says like he's he's just got a fractured skull. Um, but it's so quick. You're like, is he alive? Is he not? And I like I said with Matt last week. I don't think he's alive. I don't like. <laughs> I, I, and if he is alive, I don't think he's ever gonna bully anyone ever again. I mean. It just and that's no, one. Of, I think that's the point where like most normal people would have called the police and got them involved, but instead it's left to uh, a, a deputy yeah, principal to I, handle the matter. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what her authority <laughs> is, but yeah, she's she's vice principal, which is just terrible because we've we've talked. I think uh, episodes mentioned that how she's kind of like not only a terrible friend but a kind of a terrible. <laughs> teacherish type of person too yeah i don't think she's a teacher i think she's really more of just an administrator so i don't think... yeah so i mean we have um i think you said that like uh, there are some cut scenes that that kind of um shed light on stuff that's coming up in the next couple of weeks like first of all um we have the the shoes that j-lo yeah has has got 
um, that I think Noah kind of basically kind of says to J-Lo, you don't need those shoes because you're already pretty, basically. He's like, you know, if you're wearing those shoes, you're trying too hard. And I think in the cutscene, you said... Yeah, she, uh, it, you know, Kristen Chenoweth's character, Vicky's the one who gives her those shoes. Because she also got herself a pair of shoes, so I guess she got them on sale, you know, two for one. But uh, she's like, you know, come take a look at my new come fuck me shoes. And she's like, those those aren't come fuck me shoes. Those are I will fuck anyone's shoes. Yeah. And then she, and then she tosses the other ones like, I got you some too. Like, that's that's great friendship there. That, see, now that sounds like quite a funny scene. That sounds like quite a humorous. Oh, yes. But they, they had to cut it, I guess, because of time. I think I think it's funny because actually like Noah's Noah's assessment of those shoes is a slight against Vicky straight away because oh, yeah. he's like anyone who wears those shoes is desperate uh you know and and obviously that cutscene tells us I think it's hinted at in the film or it might actually be said that like basically Vicky bought them for her like they weren't she didn't choose those shoes uh, yeah, then, you know what? I think she did mention that like a friend got them for her. So yeah. and considering how info dump this sh- this movie is and how little we see of everything the only friend we know of is vicky so that kind of just is the only conclusion we could come from just from that comment yeah and i i mean vicky she demonstrate i mean she, she demonstrates being the worst friend possible with the blind date that's coming up oh, um shit. not in the next four episodes but the, the four yeah. episodes after that i think episodes uh like 19 20 somewhere around there um and, and I think you said there was a cutscene where she kind of complains about her boyfriend. Yeah, it's actually uh, continuing from the where she gives the shoes. Like they go out into the yard, and uh, and like I said, it actually sets up why they have why they're you know there's a barn out there in there, and, and like why she has that plot of land and stuff like that. And basically, it's all her complaining about her current boyfriend and how. She, Basically, he's taking care of his sick mother, and she's just really complaining about how weird it is that he's still with her, and and uh, how she's gained away in their relationship. Uh. And and that's that's like I said, that's another point that just kind of points out that as a character, like I mean, it's funny and all, but she's not a very nice person. I mean, she's like basically waiting for his his mother to die so that they could basically move in together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That is uh, saying that though. I mean, once you've watched the the like the blind date scene, uh, the disastrous blind date scene. Oh. Um, like, uh, I don't know why she would be so eager t- for him to move in <laughs> with her. Like, I mean, I get. I guess they're both terrible people. Vicky's a terrible person, and her boyfriend's a terrible person. So maybe they deserve each other. I think maybe that's <laughs> her, that's her fate. And you know, I'm just thinking about. It, I just realized, like, uh that's what that's the only like besides the mentioning and seeing him at the blind date that's the only time you see the boyfriend you'd think that like with what noah was doing like have you know like later on in the scenes and stuff like that uh at her like on her farm and stuff like that he might have like you know had some concern or would have called or would have stopped in or something and they never show anything like that i mean maybe he's looking after his sick mom again i mean <laughs> i guess maybe that's why they cut that scene because if uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, if she's complaining about a boyfriend, then I don't know. I mean, they don't. They don't like. They don't say they've broken up or anything, do they? But yeah, it does seem. It does seem weird that Noah kind of has instant access to Vicky later on, and no one's. No one really cares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, which, in all fairness, 
I don't think anyone will miss her. I mean, uh, you know, the school will have to hire a new administrator, but, you know, I think think Hill Harper will be fine. He'll be like, yeah, okay, you know, just send us whoever to fill the place. I I don't think we'll miss her. I can't imagine there being like a, you know, a memorial ceremony being held at the school or whatever i mean so obviously uh, would you say you enjoyed the film i mean yeah i mean like but it's definitely something uh i would uh first of all i would not suggest watching alone it's 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 definitely a movie that's one of those things that's great to sit with friends and just like seeing all this crazy stuff and going back and forth about like and and like i said uh like no matter how bad a movie is like i've only seen maybe one or two that that basically even that doesn't save it and uh this thankfully is not one of those movies like with friends this this is this is very enjoyable by yourself i wouldn't say so like i basically would not say to a person you need to sit and watch this sometime i would basically say well next time you're no you know you're over and stuff we'll have a couple of drinks and sit and watch this you know, but... Now I've asked other people how they feel about J-Lo in this film because obviously she's the star. She's the one who, you know, her production company gets its name up front. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel she is in this film? Because I think a lot of this film rests... Obviously, it's called The Boy Next Door, so it rests a little bit on Ryan, Ryan Guzman's performance. But I think it, the film is mostly is mostly about her. And if, you know, if she isn't succeeding, then I don't think the film succeeds. So, well... You know, there's it kind of just keeps feels like it goes back and forth. Honestly, like there's times where, uh, you know, she seems rather, you know, comes across as a single, well, you know, estranged, uh, separated. I'd say, separated. you know, separated yeah. uh, mother of of Kevin and 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 you know and and and, and uh and a pretty and at least you know like an, a, a teacher. Uh, yeah. though some of the lines about the classical, like her classical works and stuff like that, it, and like in class and stuff like that, it doesn't, it's, it's hard, it's hard to tell, like, just how much, uh, is just, you know, someone wrote it out for her to read off a card at times, but, <laughs> you know, some of the writing's on and stuff like that, but her, her acting herself seems like she's, you know, giving it her all, so... So I can I'd say that you know like she she really you know develop de- uh what's the word uh put her time in like she basically you know devoted herself to to this like she wanted you know she didn't think this was like you know a one off film or anything like that she actually took it seriously and 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 worked really hard on it. Have you seen, or do, can you remember if you've seen other J Lo classics? You know what? I was like looking at her <laughs> filmography, and it's, it's I'm re- I'm like I thought I, I you know I think I saw this, I think I saw that, and stuff like that. But like other than Anaconda, I don't think I've seen any of her other movies all the way through. Uh, nice. Like with her specifically starring, I saw Ants, yeah. although I I actually kind of forgot forgot that she was in that. Um. Along but, with Sylvester Stallone and oh, Sharon I remember Stone. Sylvester. I remember Sylvester Stallone. I I mean, yeah. oddly, okay, oddly enough, like you know, Ants came out to be like the contender against A Bug's Life, uh, like you know, one of Pixar's first films. But and uh, like I I like I honestly forgot that she voiced it in in that. <laughs> and um, she does play Sylvester Stallone's love interest. If that's <laughs> if that's the correct phrase. 
because uh, she's like she's like a she's a co-worker of uh, Woody Allen's yeah <laughs> and she like encourages him to become like a soldier for the day and then obviously Sylvester Stallone who is a soldier and he like takes over Z's role and that means he's working alongside Jennifer Lopez but like I mean I don't, I can't recall exactly I can't recall what her character was called or anything like that so oh wait uh here i i found it it's uh it was called her name was azteca in in the in the film as she did the voice of so i remember that they made those ants look a little bit like the actors because i remember the yeah sylvester yeah ant looked a little like bit Sloan. the sharon stone ant looked like sharon stone a little bit obviously the woody allen ant kind of looked a bit like woody allen i think they did like they didn't do motion capture, but I know that they filmed him yeah. so they could get his like kind of motions. But I can't remember if her aunt looked particularly uh, Jennifer Lopez-y. I mean, thank you very much, Jordan, for joining me on this bonus episode to talk about uh, the boy next door uh, and Jennifer Lopez uh, and you know all things to do uh, with Jason Zimmer. The, the infamous bully. Yeah, it was it was fun going back over this, you know, especially after, now that I've actually sat and watched the whole movie at this point. I hope to have you back in a future episode. Uh, yep. So we can talk a little bit more about The Boy Next Door. Thank you to everyone for listening. You can follow us at uh, First Ed Iliad on uh, Twitter. And you can find our episodes on SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes or on WordPress at castnextdoor.wordpress.com. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Bye. This is a first edition?